Our partnership masterclass continues, this time, how to partner with your own customers to get new customers. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. And if you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. This month it's partnerships. And each week I interview a different marketing expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about partnerships, the marketing methods you you can use that enable you to leverage the trust your target customer has in someone else or something else to increase their chance of um, signing up to you and buying from you. And generally, these tactics will have a lower customer acquisition cost and they'll bring you in a higher quality of customer because of that trust transfer and because you hopefully are picking the right partners who are the ones who your customers are going to like in the first place. This episode, it's all about partnering with your own customers. Yes, how can you get your own customers to bring you new customers? We are exploring that uh, with a loyalty expert. We're going to be talking about how you can do it via a loyalty program. Of course, you can go and DIY some of this, but in times like these, a little bit of money spent on the tech is going to save you so much time and give you the data you need. So I strongly advise going and getting some tech to make all this super easy for you to manage. And we'll be sharing a little bit about what's working and loyalty more generally as well. All of that's coming up with our guest expert very, very shortly. But first, please check out our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with partnerships expert, Jason Bell. Jason is director of partnerships at Loyalty Lion, one of the leading customer loyalty and engagement platforms. So who better to discuss how you can partner with your own customers to increase your sales? Hello, Jason. Chloe, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, I'm really pleased to be here. It's awesome to have you here. When I was putting this month together and thinking, right, we're going to partner with retailers, we're going to partner with customers, we're going to partner with influencers, we're going to partner with affiliates. I was like, who am I going to talk about customers? I'm like, well, obviously, it's going to be one of the Loyalty Lion team. So um, the fact you you do partnerships for a living as well is um, is absolutely perfect. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on here. In the world of e-commerce, partnerships, and the reason we're highlighting partnerships is often quite a niche arena. You know, we get really focused on our email and our customer comms and our social and our performance marketing and partnerships often gets a little bit neglected. So how did you end up in this world of partnerships? 
Yeah, thank you very much. So I've spent the last decade in, in e-commerce, uh, enabling small and medium um, businesses to grow online. Uh, first, it was a, a, a startup uh, called Rangefan that Google later acquired eight years ago. And then I spent seven and a half years uh, at, at Amazon in terms of just before coming to the loyalty line nine months ago. But my partnerships exposure really started at, at Amazon, particularly because I used to manage the uh, the marketplace business for small and medium-sized businesses for their exports, exports to the U.S. and all of North America, but also Australia and, and other parts. And partnerships were key to enabling that. Partnerships with tax providers, partnerships with uh, logistics providers and 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 other really great enabling partners. And it wasn't called partnerships at, at, at Amazon, but I was essentially managing the P&L and, and found that the best way to to make my team successful was these other further enablements, including one I should even plug because they're great. It's the Department for International Trade as part of the UK government was, you know, a further great partnership for us. And so uh, I was really excited by this opportunity to, to join Loyalty Lion in partnerships to, to you know, help, a, help a, a team scale where we had previously uh, focused on partnerships with e-commerce agencies, particularly design and development agencies. But increasingly, we've expanded that to technology partners, and we're we're looking further to you know how how we best work with other platforms and also big tech and and even financial firms like e-commerce lenders and others. Yeah, it's um without getting distracted by the exciting things going on in e-commerce tech at the moment, um, partnerships and it's such an exciting time with integrations, partnerships, and all the rest of it. But, I, I, yeah, we're not, we're, Chloe, rabbit hole, supposed to be talking about partnering with your customers, retailers partnering with the customers. So let, let's, let's get ourselves on track. And Jason, I'm going to start with a really, really open-ended question because you're the expert in this, not me. Um, what are the most interesting ways or the most powerful ways you're seeing Loyalty Lion users leverage the power of their existing customers to drive new sales? So getting new people to buy. I believe the most powerful way, and, and our data supports this as well, is leveraging friend referrals. Both the existing customer and the new referred customer have been shown to be more loyal than other customer sets. It is a terrific way to, to partner with your customers. Uh, and it's so cost effective, right? Uh, we have many e-commerce brands really concerned about high acquisition costs. And, and this segment, we don't need to go into... Uh, you know, iOS 14 and 15 and subsequent changes, but they're they're monumental and 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 they're not just isolated to Apple and 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 uh, maybe reliant businesses. It's it's across the board. We're seeing high acquisition costs. So using this is is such a cost effective channel. And and I think one one thing I'd want to highlight within that is you know loyal customers spend 67 percent more on average than new ones and. Just as I was referring, alluding to these referred customers, they're they're the most likely to be referred because they weren't they weren't sold to in in, in a you know in a gimmicky way. They they had a, a genuine reason and and particularly a match of values. I think one other thing that I think is quite interesting is that loyalty line data has shown is eighty nine percent of shoppers stay loyal to brands that share their values and. Uh, often, you know, you get a friend referral because of two friends sharing the same values, and and uh, yeah, we we find that just immensely powerful. It's like a fast track to a much better quality customer, as well as being cheap. It's like one, it's it doesn't cost you so much, and two, they're so much more likely to be a high quality customer because 
friend get friend is such a brilliant way of bringing on the right customers. So would you agree with what I think, which is that at the moment going into what's going to be an interesting year, every e-commerce store should be building some form of refer a friend into their business because it once you've set it up, it kind of just keeps ticking over as well, doesn't it? This isn't something you have to manually do every month. Simply put, yes. Uh, I fully agree with just as you've put it. It is so important. You know, sometimes loyalty um, for some businesses can be an afterthought. And it's important that you consider once you have a customer, you have a customer that could be loyal or a customer that could refer a friend. And you have to take the most of that opportunity because I think what particularly 2022 or late 2021 and 22 is showing us is that some of the free lunch that we maybe saw in 2020 and early 2021 amidst pandemic and e-commerce, maybe it's not gone forever. Maybe there's something else that's going to bring it back, but uh, things are a little, probably a little harder now. And, and there's macroeconomic storm clouds that, that will make it even more challenging on, on discretionary spending. And so I think that you've got to make the most of cost-effective strategies like that, starting with loyalty, but particularly uh, friend referrals because they're so genuine and they really build out your loyal customer base. I guess we could do this from a no incentive at all, i.e., why don't you tell your friends? Simple email, just tell your friends about us or right the way through to a you get 50% off, they get 50% off. And everyone, I am not recommending you do a 50% off voucher. (laughs) It's almost certainly a bad idea for this. What sort of incentives are you seeing people using to make this effective? I really do like the shared incentives where you make it it financially interesting for uh, the loyal referring customer. Uh, I don't think that has to be significant, but I, I think that's one way. Uh, so I've seen that done. I think probably what's more interesting and more cost effective is uh, ex- experiential. Uh, it could be that you unlock a hidden tier in, uh, it could be uh, unlocking a visible or a hidden tier within your uh, within your loyalty structure for the, you know, the most loyal customers, but there could be, there could be other things. I think, you know, we, I know that you have an inter- international audience, but they'll be interested, you know, m- many will be interested in a Herod story, right? Cause it's, it's a bricks and click story, but Herod's found, and I, and I heard this loyalty story years ago when, uh, when I was at Amazon, that what they found the most effective thing was not huge discounts or not other things. It was allowing a very loyal customer to show someone behind the scenes parts of Herod's that others couldn't access, right? Something that was totally free for Herod's to execute. And, you know, for me, it was really eye-opening in terms of like people really value experience. It's, it's similar to why travel spending isn't going away amidst macroeconomic storm clouds, even if people are pulling back on other discretionary spending categories. And so experiences are so essential. And, and many of us like myself that are maybe extroverted are so hungry for being in person with others. And and so you should make the most of that, but particularly make it experiential so it's cost effective. I always feel that we're a bit being a bit lazy when we just go, I oh, just do 20% or just do 10%. And there's so many more creative ways to do it, which actually, as that Harrods example, you know, shows, they create much more of a bind to the customers. They're much more interested. And, and remember, guys, you are trying to, in this case, you're trying to incentivize someone who loves your brand already. And with a discount, there's probably only so many times they're going to buy from you a year anyway. There's a limit to that. So giving them something that's 
I don't know, a, a different design of t-shirt for free or a, you know, a free gift that they, if you sell coffee, you give them a mug that they can't get anywhere else. They can't buy it. Very, very low cost for you. Very, very high value for them. And I believe Loyalty Line have recently partnered with someone to do something which is very close to my heart, which is to add a sustainability angle to these incentives. Yeah, Chloe, thank you for setting that up. So uh, a, a new 2022 interesting integration for us is Verdon. It's a, it's a platform which allows merchants to give environmental pledges to products. Our integration with, uh, with Verdon allows these pledges to be used as rewards. So once customers have claimed these pledges, they will receive updates on where the, their money is being spent and how the projects are, being, are progressing. And very specifically, like what are we talking about? We're talking about planting trees. We're talking about plastic reclamation from the ocean. And and just as I was alluding to before, in terms of, uh, I think it was 80, you know, eighty nine percent of customers remain loyal when a customer when a company shares their values. You know, for us, this integration has been really buzzworthy, and I and I applaud what Verdon's doing, and I love that we have an integration to support that because it's so important uh, in terms of wherever you sit on the climate debate. I think m- many will agree we have a problem, and and th- there's more to do. I think it's such a such an interesting way to go about incentivizing customers at the moment because it is fundamentally planting trees in the right parts of the world, removing plastic from the oceans. They are can only be good things. And we know from all the stats that customers want to be more responsible, but they're finding it really difficult to work out how to. And this is something they can really easily get their heads around. So I think um I think it's an exciting thing to use across all your marketing. But to add that experiential feel-good piece to an incentive for an existing customer can only be um, be a good way to do it. Uh, so, refer a friend, clearly a very cool way to collaborate, to partner with your existing customers to get new customers. Any other ways you're, you're seeing uh, the, the brand using your systems to, to generate new business from their existing customers? One one other one I'll I'll talk about because I think it's it's also buzzworthy. It's also talking about an integration, uh, but uh, Loud Crowd is is a, a new 2022 integration for us, and it's helping get more user generated content um, from your clients. Uh, and of course, uh, your e commerce pages and and your reviews and other pieces can be so much more engaging and genuine with content from TikTok and Instagram and, and other places. Uh, so. And and part of that is you know a journey of of acquiring customers, uh, getting those customers to make a repeat purchase, making them loyal. But then you know at the at the other end of the continuum, beyond loyal is is uh, you know influencers, and of course influencers has become a very big business. And 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 I'm not here to advise brands on 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 whether you know they should be doing paid influencers, but particularly when you set it up when you set set up your your scheme to help a loyal customer become an influencer simply because they believe in your mission and they share your values, it's simply powerful. You know, we we partner closely with, uh, you know, reviews, particularly Akendo, and you know, reviews are so important. But particularly where the review is, you know, has uh, you know video content and others, it's uh, it's it's really quite powerful. Yeah, and, and it's something which I know everybody knows they need more reviews, they need more video reviews, they need to add that user-generated content, the social proof into their ads, but collecting it and running separate schemes to gather it can be a bit of a nightmare. So if we can bundle it all together, use it to make people more loyal to us, and at the same time, get them to a level where they're ready to do refer a friend, where they're 
referring people we don't even know about or giving us content we can use in our ads is just, there's just so many ways you can leverage the relationship you have with your customers. And I think a lot of businesses are just a bit traditionally a bit bad at that in the retail space. We just see them as a source of, of further orders, but there's so much more they can give us. Yeah, I, I would fully agree with that. So let's talk a little bit, because we I would be wrong of me not to ask you questions about this, given that you work at Loyalty Lion. How are you seeing um, your, to flip it, how are you seeing your users using the loyalty programs at the moment to drive repeat business? So sales from those customers rather than new customers from those customers? I think there there are a, a number of examples, and maybe it's a, it's an opportunity to include the the fact that Loyalty Line has this this Hall of Fame and annual an annual publishing of what we think are 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 the best uh, loyalty programs out there. But one one I'd like to highlight, I think it's timely, uh, is uh, Edgar and Cooper's loyalty program for uh, for pets. So this one specifically, uh, it has non-monetary rewards for donations to dog shelters, but it is a really engaging and high, high repeat purchase inducing uh, loyalty program that has created a really strong community around pet owners and getting behind a, uh, getting behind a shared cause. Uh, and one one other one is uh, Skinny Dip. Skinny Dips uh, named their loyalty program Skinny Dip Airlines, and they've uh, you know they've got a lot of taglines around uh, ready for takeoff, and they it's really quite catchy, and they they do a great job of incentivizing loyal customers into next years in the same way that 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 airlines do, but they make it far far simpler and easier to understand, and and honestly sexy compared to what what typical airline uh, loyalty programs look like. Would it be true to say that if we're looking to build a loyalty program that brings us new customers as well as repeat, you know, more sales from our existing customers, the content, the branding, the community aspect of it is as important as the rewards tier system, be they donations to dog to dog homes, be it planting trees and removing plastic, or be it cold hard cash? Yes. Uh, I think the the loyalty program should be an extension of your brand. Like the name of it is is so important. The tiers of the, of it should should be emotive about your brand and the and the experience that you that you want to build. I do think the the rewards are are also important, but I think uh, it's very similar to you know. Uh, other relationships where people remember how you made them feel more than what they what what you said, and I'd liken it to to this a bit that uh, a loyalty program is very much about how you're making someone feel more so than always the particularly the fine print or the, the always the nuts and bolts that the nuts and bolts matter um, and what you say does matter, but often how they how they feel about it um, is is more emotive and memorable and more likely to to bring them back. Nice. So yeah, there you go, guys. Make sure you are building that branding, that community, that content aspect into it. A loyalty program, I think it would be fair to say, Jason, is not a set and forget marketing piece as a whole, but there's set and forget bits within it. It is not a set, set and forget bit, and 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 maybe what we were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, some of the free lunches of of e-commerce or the guaranteed growth is is at least temporarily gone, and so you, you do have to work at it a bit. And I think you know loyalty solutions and and loyalty line software does make it easier 
than you know completely building it yourself but it is not a set and forget there are great cadences that you can set up in terms of welcome emails and and birthday rewards and, and other anniversaries but you should work to align your loyalty program with other you know seasonal campaigns you have because it's only going to to be self-reinforcing so you should not set and forget it Excellent. Well, thank you for all of that, Jason. We are now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we'll be talking about the wider world of partnerships. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Jason, so far we've gone deep into partnering with your customers. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about everything. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with what we've already been talking about or a wider view on loyalty and e-commerce. So Jason, are you ready for these? I am. Thank you, Chloe. Okay. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? The best advice I have is to complete the Loyalty Academy, a rich resource of videos and easily digestible narrative with clear graphics on the benefits of loyalty for an e-commerce business. This is completely free and available via loyaltyline.com. There's also, there's also a certification that people can share on social, which has already proven quite popular. We did, I did mention it before, but also our, our Hall of Fame highlights the best loyalty programs, and it can give such inspiration on what strategies or tactics you, you could best incorporate for your brand. I love that. And I would, I would just emphasize to people, it is worth doing your research before you start a loyalty program. Do not just install it and hope it's going to work. You, you need to get your strategy right. And those are two amazing resources for getting your head in the right, right space. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? So my favorite way to improve performance is to leverage friend referrals. Uh, the you know, again, the, both the existing customer and the new referred customer have been shown to be more loyal um, than other customer sets. And then, given I've already covered that, I, I also wanted to mention that you, know, you can improve performance by digging into uh, data from the the loyalty line backend. Like, like there is a rich dashboard of data to that is highly actionable, that is very clear graphically. Particularly, like the most important is to, to highlight your at risk customers. Right, this is about uh, retaining and and rewarding and not losing customers that can that can prove. Uh, immensely valuable for your, you know, your customer lifetime value, uh, you know, the, the the net profit in perpetuity for a customer relationship. But that backend dashboard is full of rich data, as I mentioned, in terms of at-risk customers. But that is a great way to improve performance and, and keep optimizing. If there was only one reason to not do this yourself with some kind of amalgamation of Zapier and Google Mail and some other random tools, it's the data because that's where the power comes from. Um, if someone listening wants to learn more about everything we've been talking about, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? 
So the most cost-effective resource I'd recommend is the Loyalty Academy. It, it is completely free. It's available on loyaltylion.com. And yeah, I, I'd, I'd really suggest uh, 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 I'd really suggest checking it out. And the, the, as you mentioned earlier, there's a certificate, and uh, we know e-commerce marketers love a certified course. So, uh, so there you go, guys. Get that certificate. Wave it in front of your boss. Uh, <laughs> we all know what we need to do. Uh, finally. It's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Absolutely. So while I want to be upbeat about the global economy over the next six to 12 months, I think e-commerce brands need to prepare for different scenarios. As this relates to loyalty, it is key to have a loyalty program in place to ensure you are maximizing customer lifetime value where discretionary spending could, could dip. Uh, further, retaining your customers is far more cost-effective than acquiring new customers. So put solid plans in place to reward and celebrate your loyal customers to keep your business thriving in a potentially uncertain climate. Excellent advice and very concisely put there as well, Jason. That was a really nice distillation of what's going on. So um, a perfect answer. Uh, Jason, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know a bit more about Loyalty Lion and where they can find you and it? Yes. So please check us out at loyaltylion.com. Uh, and we're, we're also on, of course, on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, in terms of finding us on LinkedIn and Instagram, it's Loyalty Lion, no space. It's all one word, uh, loyaltylion.com. And uh, for, for those uh, listening, uh, you know, in mid-July, uh, you can find us at Grow New York uh, the week of uh, essentially 19th and 20th of July in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, our, our team will be there. But uh, if we don't have a chance to see you at Grow New York, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a chance to, to engage with you otherwise. Excellent. Well, look, thank you so much, Jason. It has been very cool drilling into what's quite a, a straightforward set of tasks for the audience to improve their partnership marketing and get those customers to drive them some new sales. So thank you very much for giving us all the details on that today and, uh, and coming on the show. Thank you very much, Chloe. So a fairly straightforward, as I said, um, strategy there for you to deploy. I agree that when we go into these tough times, as Jason was saying, you need to make sure you've ticked the boxes in those customer retention areas. Now, it may not be that these tactics will bring you as many customers as historically your Facebook ads have done or your Google ads have done, but they are going to give you some super solid, great customer recruitment at a low cost. That's just that bedrock that you can then be building everything else on. And from the retention point of view, it's a great way of keeping the relationship with your existing customers. So you make sure that when they've got the cash to do it, it's you they come and buy from. So in terms of new customers, use your loyalty program to run a refer a friend program, which as Jason said, and this is really the key thing to take here, when you do a refer a friend, both the customer who refers and the customer who gets referred are the most likely ones to become your best, best, best customers with the best customer lifetime value. So the stats back it up. This is a great strategy to be setting up. And then, of course, you can also use them to get that social proof that's going to help you improve the response rates of all your marketing and um, potentially even take them into becoming influencers. But we'll be talking more about influencers later this month. You can get the links to everything we discussed, including both that free uh, loyalty academy that you can do 
and the uh, the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame is one of my favorite free uh, PDF downloads that comes out each year because there's so many crazy ideas and unique ways of using loyalty software. It's really, really good. So that and the full transcript of this episode, our notes and more are all available at keepoptimizing.com or you can use our new special director episode links. Just put keepopt, so O-P-T dot com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page of the website. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things we share via email to help you improve your business. And when you're on the website, you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our partnership specialists from this month to join us for a live Q&A in a couple of weeks' time. It's your chance to get your questions answered. Just go to keepoptimizing.com and you'll find out all the details. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this mini dive into the world of loyalty and partnering with customers, then scroll back up our list of episodes, wherever you're what you're listening, you're not watching, you're listening. Um, and you will find the whole month we did on loyalty uh, late last year, really vibrant set of ep- episodes. We looked at a lot of very cool things. Uh, we had Fiona from Loyalty Lion going more deep into loyalty itself. Uh, we had Michael Solomon talking about the new chameleons, which is a great way of understanding customers. So sc- scroll back to our loyalty month and have a binge of those if you want a bit more on on this kind of a topic. Please also tell your fellow marketers about the show because I create it to help as many e-commerce brands and marketers as possible to improve the performance of their marketing. So the more people you can encourage to listen, the more people we can help. And um, that would just be quite frankly, awesome. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.